Politics and Perspective with Chris Johnson. Episode zero, zero, zero. This is Chris Johnson sitting in the studio with my boy Steve Rock. Hey. He's one of my homies from the Seattle days. All right. Uh, so. Oh, yeah. I'm registering. You're registering. You are registering. Thanks. You, you, you tip the scale, sir. Oh, snap. You tip the scale. Well, thanks for having me in here, buddy. I yeah. love talking, and it's uh, usually not in front of microphones, as uh, many as we've played with over the years. True, true. I'm, I'm excited to have you, Steve. This is, um, so it's my buddy Steve Rock here. He's one of my favorite people in the world. So like there's that. Wow. So we can just start there. But <laughs> uh, back in the day, uh, I, I lived in Seattle, as did Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he I, I got introduced to Steve through the music scene there. And he was a, a radio DJ for mm-hmm. KISW. Yep. Uh, was it Metal Shop with, with Kevin yep. Jacober, right? So Saturday nights, playing every kind of metal you can handle. Dude, all the metal. <laughs> I remember. We would like... Jeremy actually was the one that tipped me off. Like oh, he had been yeah. in Seattle a few years longer, right? right. And was like, "Dude, <laughs> Saturday night, Chaos IW, we like oh, bong yeah. hits. Let's listen to Steve and <laughs> Kevin Rock." You know, oh, yeah, man. And we'd we'd hang out. We'd have share words at a you know Masuga show or whatever. wherever yeah. we were going. I believe. Well, I don't know if I don't know if you were there, but I know that uh, Kevin was definitely at the very first Only Human show. The first one. Yeah, I was trying to figure the paradox, out. Paradox. Yeah. at the Paradox Theater. It was at the Paradox. Yeah. Yes. And we yeah. we opened for uh for uh Odd Man from Chico, which is my buddy Kale's band. He was an, uh the drummer in that band who uh <laughs> and then and then they were Wilhaven was the headliner. Oh yeah. So like on a total high note, we didn't have a bass player, mm-hmm. and we just walked into the Paradox one day and was like, <laughs> we're a band, and we're totally badass. Like it would yeah. be super cool like if you just put us on a show because we know those guys. That works. <laughs> They're like, um, yeah, I guess we need an opener, sure. Okay, we're like, yes, we're so good at this booking thing. <laughs> and you guys, well, you weren't amazing at booking, but you're good at playing music with each other. And yeah. I miss you guys. That was uh, thanks, man. Yeah, Chris over here, this guy uh, knows his way around some strings and picks, as you will Ooh. find a little bit, a little bit in the following Been doing episodes. That. Yeah. So I mean, Steve is here uh, to like kind of uh, hang out and 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 walk me through my first podcast because I don't want to do this by myself, to be honest. Oh, well, we've had a lot of great musical memories. This is another great one, another great chapter opening up some uh, MP3s to send out into the ether, filled Absolutely. with uh, chock full with music. That's our favorite kinds, of course. Favorite kind. And uh, how many picks do you own again? Do you have about? Uh, uh, roughly? Um, let me one seven hundred, four hundred, no seventy thousand. Seven. I, you told me uh, four kajillion last time, but I thought that's that was it's a close approximation. Um, yeah, it's I, in the kajillion. It's 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 probably more legitimately like only a few bill, but well, well, it's an exciting time for picks as far as what you've shown me, and I've seen some stuff in your hands that I just didn't expect, like pick wise, to really ever see, and uh, more innovations and more fun than really uh, uh, a lot of people know about. And I'm thankful for this kind of podcast coming out and you taking your time. Cool, thanks. So so, uh, so players pick podcast was there any other name you were gonna would you chris time no chris time was taken (laughs) um so i just decided on players pick podcast because it had the peas i love it well i've i've loved watching you hand over just miscellaneous picks to rock stars all the time and you always have just like two pockets full to the brim (laughs) so there's no one better to do a podcast like this i don't think oh and uh yeah so so what was your and of course you're gonna ask a lot of about picks uh with a lot of your uh guitar buddies and bass buddies out there uh did you have a favorite or uh want to share a pick memory of your very own please sir 
Sure. From the um, good old days. Yeah, you, I mean in the ba- in in the in the beginning it really started with uh hey dog. What's up? Oh, dog. Yeah. Dog's coming into the recording studio. Dog sure. is in that's the studio. And that's the woofer. <laughs> uh so my relationship to a guitar pick pretty much started when I was about 10, like I had a neighbor that showed me a couple of riffs and I just remember he had a Fender celluloid uh Get like oh, confetti yeah. looking pick, you know, like it, like it's like it's the classic guitar yeah. pick. I think that dads pretty much cross the nation. Yeah, the have da- dad pick. It's the dad pick. Yep. You know, I don't know what to get. That one's colorful. I'm just gonna get <laughs> three of those for a dollar. You yep. know, and uh, so I learned a twelve bar blues thing when I was around ten. But like, I actually didn't really start playing guitar then. It was a, it was a strange thing. It wasn't till like years later uh, when I was uh, fifteen, going on sixteen. My buddy Ryan Miranda second guitar in Only Human. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad uh, got him uh, a telecopy, and he learned, like, the riffs from Green Jello, like <laughs> the Three Little Pigs riff. Yeah. And uh, I was like, dude, if you can do that, I think uh, I think I need to do that, because that looks like something I need to do mm-hmm. in my life, just, you know. So I, I traded my skateboard for a guitar, Wow. Yeah. The classic move. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay, skateboarding is dangerous. I've hurt myself a lot. Uh, <laughs> guitar playing looks a little safer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I jumped on that bandwagon, uh, got a Strat copy from my old buddy Jonas Smith, uh, who I think at some point shortly after that was pissed that I that we traded. I oh, think he yeah. wanted the guitar back or something. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I remember something about that. And uh, and then like was I started taking guitar lessons from a really – Really cool dude named Dan Bryant. Uh, both Ryan and I actually took lessons from him, and he had Clayton picks. So we we used Clayton picks for a hot second until like the color coded Tortex thing was like the display was at the music store, you know, and you're like mm-hmm. starts at red and orange and oh yeah yellow green, uh, blue purple black white or whatever. And I just uh, I think in combination with seeing that in the store. Mm-hmm. And uh, and reading Guitar Player magazine and being a fan of metal, uh, I think I'm pretty sure it was Dimebag Daryl that like where I was like, oh, he plays a green Tortex. Eh, what else? I, who needs anything else? He's the man. Damn right. I mean, there's nothing like <laughs> we were such fans of Pantera that like it just yeah. didn't matter. They no. could they could say use a penny, kid, and we would have used it. We would have done oh, anything. Yeah. No, if Dime asked me to jump off a bridge, you know, I'm, I was already there. Yeah. yeah. Just, no. Hopefully there's water down yeah, there. I mean, hopefully it's not too It wouldn't tall. matter if Dime asked. But, yeah. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but I, tr- I trusted him definitely. Uh, I mean. See, this is something. But see, you and I can talk about Dimebag yeah. as though <laughs> um, we actually kind of knew him because we yeah. actually kind of did in a yeah. certain way. We both had multiple interactions with the man. Did get to shake hands. That feels good. good yeah. To know. Did you ever interview him for... Uh, yeah, I sat by in my early radio years, yeah, and uh, I was in on a couple, but uh, yeah, it was it was cool to, to even shake the man's hand. He was definitely a number one for me. If you walked into my room in uh, junior high, it was just Pantera all over the walls, like covering Metallica, which newly, <laughs> I don't know, and this is coming from a guy with the Jackson Kelly and Marty Friedman's everywhere on my walls, sure, and sure. the shredder of all shredders and all, but Dimebag inched them all out. I don't know how. How did he do that? Yeah, because uh, he, had, he had a little something different, like... I'm I'm a big fan of Marty. I'm a big fan of a oh. lot of the same guitar players, of right? Of course, of course. But uh come on, dude. Dimes yeah. had it all. He had like the whole thing and he and he wasn't what I think was part of the beauty of it was it was that he wasn't over overly technical. 
Yeah. Like he had the shred, but he he kept that in reserve and was more interested in the song and the groove and how to get you to the point, the apex right. point. Right. He would all he would call it uh set yourself up to blow up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yep. And then watch it go. Watch it go. Yeah. Watch it go. Well, that's so, that's the beauty. That's what I love about, especially just nostalgicizing like this over Guitar Heroes and uh, why this podcast great and what you guys are going to hear a lot more of on this podcast is just really uh, musicians opening up, you know, those doors to the those those good times and all the things, those mementos like picks that really like. I remember fighting in the mosh pit for a dime bag pit at a Pantera oh, show. You know, like damn. your favorite guitarist throws a pick into the crowd. Everybody's yep. going for it. Like. Going for it, and uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna say that's the best thing they could throw out. You know, some, sometimes back back in the nineties, they throw beers out, and uh, oh, that's right. And, you know, not get in trouble. I'd say pick though. As far as I, I've seen somebody, you know, take a drumstick to the head. So I'd say picks <laughs> I, I, are a lot lot safer, and, and they they do a little bit more of a flutter into the crowd. Yeah, so. I do. I did actually fight somebody, uh, or not fight, but uh, wrestle somebody for a, a drumstick of <laughs> a Meshuggah drumstick, and oh, it ended yeah. up being my buddy Ryan Miranda. <laughs> like we were like. Two of like six people at the Warfield in like '97 or something, trying to see Chaos Fear on its first go around. Oh, yeah, and Tomas threw a a stick, and we were definitely. I'm like, I'm like, look up. Oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Okay, we'll figure this out later. <laughs> and you, you cut know? it in half. No, no, we didn't. Uh, I, I think I ended up with it uh, at some point. Maybe I just. I don't know because I'm like you can have visitation rights. Oh, there you I, don't go. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how good. we worked that that's out good. or if it was ever really worked out <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, I mean more more uh to come on guitar picks, you know, uh there's a lot of different influences along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh for me per- personally, um I I became a jazz 3 guy because of my buddy Zane Williams at uh Loud Technologies when we were working together. I uh, did a lot of like testing with jazz 3s and he made me like play one for a whole weekend. And that that actually got me off of the Tortex Green, which I had been oh. on for almost ten years at that point. I just was blindly like buying them, no no like questions asked. And then Zane was like, "Try this." Mm. I was like, "Oh man, it's so little and weird. I don't know about that, <laughs> you know." And then uh, and I got I got converted, and uh, you know, flash forward, I was working at EMG, blah blah blah. I have all these interesting stories. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear more about that as the podcast kind of comes. Oh yeah, you know, as we get into the different interviews, so I won't bore you with that necessarily. The EMG days, yeah, EMG days, just before the Dunlop days, and oh yeah, uh, you you actually were down here visiting oh, while yeah. I was still at EMG. Yeah, right? I yeah. remember that. Oh, you did some killer stuff, and yeah. yeah, as you mentioned, a lot more to come on that. I love just to see uh, just all these revolutions and resolutions and uh, everything between you and I, musically or otherwise, that's transpired. But just the fact that you know we were stretching, doing some good yoga, maybe a couple years ago, and now wow. how many? Do you have any numbers, uh, real quick, to wow? Wow, the crowd with like <laughs> you. You've been teaching yoga for uh, how long now? Two years. Yeah, now. two two straight years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this guy doesn't take a day off from <laughs> from much of the good stuff that, uh, including yoga. True. But but man, that that really have you accredited probably most of you know your being able to be so alert, alive, thriving, doing all, all these things, driving me to these shows that you're getting me into <laughs> and, and still having enough energy to pop open, you know, pop up the next day and do it all again. Like how, how important is yoga to you for that? It's the most important actually. And yeah, I, it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I mean, you, we, we kind of reconnected. We were stayed in touch through the digital realm for years after I left Seattle, right. but 
it wasn't till you were like down here visiting your mom. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, you're in Santa. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of from Santa Rosa. I'm like, what? That's so cool. How (laughs) lucky did I get? Yeah. Uh, And then I remember (laughs) taking you to some some yoga classes before I ever got into the teacher training. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was, I was, you were, you caught me right as my apex where I was like, nope, I'm going to do yoga every day. Yeah. It makes it, it's really important to me right now. And cause I was, I've been commuting a lot, like mm-hmm. both for EMG and now for Dunlop for the last five years. And I think as I've been teaching for two and, uh, I want to say I'm somewhere, I'm, I'm, I'm 200 plus uh, classes that I've taught so far. That's awesome. Uh, at this point, uh, because I, I, I average three a week, but, um, there have been like so many weeks where I've covered early morning classes yeah. and like made it five to seven classes in a week that I'm teaching on top of trying to go to a class or do my own practice at home. I like that. And I just thought of this, how the odd parallels to being in a band versus teaching yoga and how like mm-hmm. I was about to bring up like, oh, you've done festivals and da da da. Like mm-hmm. it's funny to, to think like a musician, but also like, you know, it's it's a whole different mindset. But I think being a musician definitely would help someone. It's totally helped me. It's matter of fact, it's it's interesting because uh in Only Human back in those days. Jeremy and I kind of took the lead on the booking and you know, managing the, the the band's finances and the the band and all all these the van you know all these different things and there were so many moving parts and you had to get like it was pretty much dem- democratic and you had to get sign off from everybody like okay so we're gonna start practice on Thursdays now ah man I gotta right. do this and for me being a yoga teacher and kind of you turn into like a one person show. You're, 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 uh, you know, uh, that's uh, the DJ. Yeah. It's you're, just, you're a DJ. Yeah. That's exactly. It's the DJ well, model. And you, and you literally are. And you, you do incredible, totally. uh, sets and playlists for, <laughs> for your, like, literally, though, that sounds crazy to someone 20 years ago where yoga is pretty silent. Right. But to be rocking to the yoga, you definitely, you got me. I'm, I'm uh, a happy customer. I'm, 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 I'm happy to, to say that that's actually one of my favorite parts of teaching is making fun playlists for the hot yoga classes and, uh, the but the 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 concept of like you know making flyers making handbills and standing out in front of other people's shows back in <laughs> yeah. Seattle and be like yeah. here man next Thursday you know yeah. two weeks from now come on down come on down so and so it's like all local bands and you're just trying like hell to get anybody to show up at your at your Monday night metal madness right you know right. you know because you go on at, at midnight on a Monday mm-hmm. that and that mm-hmm. was like that set the the pace for me <laughs> you know if i can do that if i can get yeah 15 to 20 people on a monday night stay till midnight yeah i can get people to come to yoga at an early morning thing and you know that's what feel better through wow yeah all that all the humbling hear that kids you know what we had staplers and paper <laughs> and we had to go around to phone telephone poles yeah. to get our message out Back before any of us owned any type of Photoshop, we were yeah. like cutting things out and yeah. then paper, you know doing the whole thing we were, by by we were hand. Taking photos to shops, and then you then you photocopy yeah. the collage that you made it uh, made yeah. out of other you know well, people's words and whatnot. They'll never know that Photoshop that you went to a shop with your photo. Now now you just Photoshop. <laughs> now I just Photoshop. But uh, yeah, it's that's so cool to just to see that kind of combination and and just a big shout out to yoga as well, just as far as it helping people like you and I. And uh, not just like physically, but, you know, with that kind of practice and thinking about music and incorporating it into, you know, like kind of a healthy lifestyle. I don't know. Who who totally. are we? Who are these guys? You know, years ago we were I know. staying up way too late and drinking def- all the beers. Definitely not doing podcasts about picks. Definitely, so definitely not. Glad, no. glad, glad to see where we're at now. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. 
Having so so in the future, I know um, that you have uh, just this crazy roster of people of uh, friends you've made and folks that you still want to talk to and mm-hmm. all kinds of folks that definitely use those things we call picks. Yep. So um, any sneak preview thoughts for people that are like, okay, here's the first players pick podcast. Like, uh, what are what are they in for that we haven't covered here? Oh uh, well, the other part of what we talk about, we talk about like where they got their relationship with the picks and who kind of started them on that thing and. Uh, the philosophy in their life, if there's any predominant thing that kind of keeps them to glued together for me, like I said, it's yoga and I'm glad you brought it up. It's, uh, it's the front seat. It's, it's in the front seat for my life these days. And, uh, and it kind of, it's a substrate for what's happening, uh, all in all aspects of my life now. Uh, and then the, the other big thing is I just, we all love music so much cause we're all mostly musicians love music, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. part of why they're in the game. Yeah. And, um, I'm a big fan of getting music suggestions from my good friends and musicians because I'm always kind of like on the search for that like vein of gold. Like I want, I'm always happy to find a, a, like a track mm-hmm. or, or a full album. But then you, then somebody goes, "Oh, do you know about such and such?" And I'm like, "Oh no." And they're like, "Got five albums you've never heard of," <laughs> and they're all sick. And I'm like, "No." So it's like for me, it's like when somebody drops like. When they, you know, tell you check out this whole season on Netflix or something like that, and you just like it's, you get to binge on it in a way, right? You know, right. Like where you just it's a brand new band to you, but they've been out for a decade, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're like, man, I, how did I pass by this thing? And so I'm always asking, you know, what's your what's your deep cuts? What's the thing that you know I might not know about? Right. You know, and, and that immediately instills more like faith in the past, because at one point I remember as a kid, I'm like, am I going to find all the music I like? And then you just think about how much you miss. There's no way you're going to hear half of it. And what, right. I, what I love about you doing this podcast is that you really do love curating and you really have. I've watched you make so many of these uh, playlists just for your yoga classes, mm-hmm. let alone just playlists in general. You know, sure. So so to know that and to know how much more music is out there, let alone how many more people holding picks need to talk on this podcast and uh, share some gems like you're mentioning. It's going to be exciting. Exciting. So you got you got one gem. We're talking about gems. Yeah, yeah. I I've got a couple actually. Uh, one of them is my uh, like my favorite dude that I just kind of found on YouTube. This guy Drew of the Drew. Oh yeah, uh, bassist producer. He actually helped hey, uh, write and uh, produce the intro music. Uh, he's been kind of uh, such a, a helpful guy in my world. But I, I love that he's a, a cross genre dude that you know, primarily uh, is in the realm of EDM, hip-hop, and neo-soul, but, like, has an element of punk rock. And he has, like, a, he enlists a neo-soul singer oftentimes kind of, like, on, on his track. So the fact that he mixes it all up, uh, just, it's genre-defying, and, and I'm interested in breaking ground. Absolutely. Right? And how do you spell that? Drew of the Drew. So it's just Drew and Drew, but in the middle, it's of the... D-R-E-W. Yeah, D-R-E-W. Drew of the Drew. Correct. Yes. Thanks for helping me spell, bro. You know. Hey. <laughs> well, you know, they the, the listeners can't can't see it. No, they so. can't. They can't. But of the is one word. It's ah. like it's together, pushed together. Yeah, find them on YouTube. That's where the the coolest cuts are. Incredibly talented. Yeah. The another one would be uh my friend's little Tybee out in Georgia. Oh yeah. Atlanta. Shout out to little Tybee. These yeah, guys Tybee. are so so damn talented. It drives me nuts. Like uh they're what I would kind of call a future folk, progressive future folk band of some kind. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got, I think it's a six piece, but you know, drums, bass. Uh, the the vocalist plays acoustic guitar. His wife plays violin and viola. Like, um, and then 
Josh Martin, the main guitar player, he's an eight-string electric guitarist, which wow. you just don't find in like a folk. I said a folk band, right? Like a folk, yeah, like singing song. Yeah. It's not that's not something you would hear or even imagine. But he rarely uses very any gain, um, like or drive on the guitar, and has just a plethora of cool tapping techniques that are tapping out chords that are in direct response and support for these cool vocally driven songs right so um outside of the creativity and the music they're also very creative uh brock scott the singer and guitar player he's like a a master of film and video and audio and stuff so he he helps really shape the way the band looks love that too uh you got to check him out little tybee little tybee t-y t-y-b-e-e tybee uh one more I got one more for you. Um, one of my absolute favorite bands in the planet is Intronaut. Oh, man, yeah. Dude, Same. You, you know. Oh, you yeah. know, right? I, it's like we're fans. Yes. Intronaut. Intronaut. Like astronaut, but in. But in, inward. Intro. Yeah. Uh, the, last, uh, the last record they put out, The Direction of Last Things, um, so, so incredible. Like, I like the whole catalog, but that one was mixed by Devin Townsend, somebody oh, I'm yeah. a big fan of myself. Devi. Devi, heavy. Any tidbits about Devin on this uh, first real quick? Yeah. Sprinkling? I know you have a rich history with, I mean, I've loved Strapping Young Lads since... Uh, Dude. Oh, it goes back to, what, late 90s? So good. Heavy is a real heavy thing. Yeah. You oh, know? so heavy. So heavy. So heavy. Yeah, I love heavy Devi. He's uh, became a good friend along the way. Um, I got the chance to actually go perform with him a bit uh, in 2011, Played some acoustic guitar on his live DVD for Ghost, which was super fun. Uh, it's like the last real gig I've had. 2011. It's been too long, folks. Oh, man. Just saying. Well, gig. I yeah. Mean, you, you have gigs. I have yeah, gigs. That, that but, kind of gig. But that kind of gig's a little different. you know. Oh, and for those of you not in the know, which is probably no one, uh, Devin Townsend, Strapping Young Lad, killer band on all yeah. counts, metal-wise. Uh, the Devin Townsend Project. Yes. Worth spending some time looking into. He's produced bands like Lamb of God, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his name precedes him. People know. And um, he's about to drop maybe his absolute career-defining record. It's called Empath. Empath. I'm not going to tell you anything else about it, but I do know that it is maybe the best thing of all time, which is really tough to say Mm -hmm. with him and his career having 20-plus years, 20-plus albums. Yeah, and I like most of them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a few that are like I wouldn't, you know, they're not my favorite, but. He he's sure. made some interesting records oh, yeah. along the way that like I still like something out of it, uh, but this record is kind of going to blow the doors off uh, in all the all the realms. But quickly back to Intronaut, I will just finish up and say <laughs> Intronaut's rad. They have a yeah. gr- they're they're a great band, great homies. Uh, they're an interesting sludgy doom prog mathy experimental thing that uh, that, yeah, that put that, well. Yeah, and they let the well. they let the bass player. My buddy Joe Lester, they let that guy, like, he's a fretless five-string lefty, so he's already a weirdo, <laughs> but uh, but he, he studied so much music, and he's such a, like, a real learned guy, uh, with, that they let that gem of a human do some really interesting, like, uh, bass breaks that are, like, kind of jazzy, and they, they, I don't know, you're gonna have to listen to Intronaut, just listen to it, don't take my word for it. It's amazing. We'll find some links. Probably pop them under the yeah. That'll be uh, it'll be a curated playlist for 
every episode yes. actually steve oh, did I you know that. that no you didn't tell me that i, I guess it. i didn't tell you that oh but that's what we're doing a playlist so, for every episode playlist for every episode oh, yes so the way that works just for the uh, the listeners you'll what you can expect is we're going to be doing obviously the the main artist that is being interviewed we put their latest record or their last record or the one whatever one's on spotify because that's my jam oh yeah i'm a spotify guy so i'm going to put their uh album into a, a mix and then we're going to every uh thing that we mention in the podcast of other artists that will get mixed into uh the 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 curated playlist so like the fact that we've talked about these other artists those are all go in this playlist right Very along cool. with some only human along with some devin townsend and that's the future my friends we're living in it we're living in it picks and then uh by podcast maybe 50 uh people can just like print their own picks right out of the computer yes. i don't know when that's coming actually yes no, podcast 50 will will come with you, you will actually receive a 3d download you're gonna have to hook up to your phone and you know to get the pick of the week oh yeah right like that's what you're gonna have to do and it's gonna yep. come out and it's gonna be really amazing but then hopefully at podcast one hundred, I heard that you they can three D print Steve Vai literally. Yeah, and, and so can, you don't have to be, actually ever play guitar again. You can just have you have your own personal Steve. That's Vai. real nice. So we got a yeah. hundred episodes. To looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Three D printed Steve Vai. Three D printed Steve Vai. Here but, we come. Uh, yeah. Till then, getting picky with it. <laughs> oh yeah. So picky. So picky. The pickiest. And um, I thank you for picking me <laughs> to uh, to be here, Chris. It's, uh, it's, it's an my honor. pleasure. It's a, it's, a, it's a real pleasure to have you, Steve. Um, Players Pick Podcast, Episode Zero, with my boy Steve Rock. Yeah. We out. Players Pick Podcast, Picks and Perspective with Chris Johnson. Cool table. Painkiller. Palindrome.